One of my very favorite YouTube creators, uh, podcasters, authors was deplatformed this week. His channel was completely deleted with 250,000 subscribers and uh, you, yours could be too. I want to get into why that's true and what you should do to protect yourself uh, from a similar outcome. Let's get into it. All right, so one of my favorite uh, YouTubers, his name is Anthony Pompliano. He has a, well, he goes by Pomp. If you've, if you've uh, ever engaged with this content, it's probably how you've come across him. And, you know, he's a very uh, prolific creator. He's got uh, 250,000 YouTube subscribers. I think, you know, I think he's close to a million Twitter followers. He was one of the early folks at Facebook. Um, so he's got a big audience over there. And he's, he's just generally well known in the tech community. So, just to fast forward to the ending here, he was able to, uh, what happened was YouTube deleted his channel, but he was able to talk to politicians, celebrities, etc., and get them to, you know, advocate for him on behalf with the YouTube CEO and get his channel reinstated. That being said, his story is a cautionary story for businesses like yours and mine, because we don't have that access, right? And so what I want to talk to, to you about today is, why you should not be building on on borrowed land and this is something that a lot of people have talked about you've probably heard this if you spend any time in the content space uh, but the whole idea of borrowed land is you building an audience on a platform that someone else owns okay so you some, some they own the channel of communication between you and your audience or you and your customer base. And this is super dangerous because not, not that I'm a, a conspiracy theorist or that I you know think that people are on the out to get us or anything like that. Um, or a lot of times when I talk to companies about this, like, well, we don't talk about anything wrong. And it's like, it's not about talking about things that are wrong. It's about there's one single point of failure in these tech platforms, which is individual humans. Okay, so for instance, with Pomp's channel, his channel was deleted by a single anonymous YouTube employee who the conversation that, that triggered all of this was Pomp was interviewing a Bitcoin advocate about the price of Bitcoin. And somehow that conversation got labeled as dangerous for the, for the YouTube community. Now, I'm not going to get into the fact that the Taliban is on YouTube. You know, they're, 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 the political spectrum is very wide on YouTube. The things that people are saying, the uh, advice that's being, you know, disseminated there in terms of telling people to get into debt, telling people how to get out of debt, everything. There's a wide range of opinions. So what is labeled as dangerous and not is, you know, I don't know. I don't know how that's determined. That seems very subjective. But one person within the organization, YouTube's a big company. It's part of Google. Um has the ability to deem this as dangerous and delete the channel. Okay, so what does that mean for us? Well, first of all, regardless of the fact that, you know, whether you like Pomp or not, the, the, the idea that a single person can do this is super concerning. So this applies to platforms like Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, uh, even LinkedIn, anything where you are communicating with your audience solely through the platform. You don't own the data. You don't own the 
um, communication channel is a risk for you and being able to communicate with your customers and your audience. Um, so right or wrong, it's your responsibility as a marketer to ensure that you can retain access to your community. I mean, you spend time building it. Your company's probably invested money to build this audience. You need to be able to communicate with them over time. So the best way to do that is by building a wholly owned uh, communication channel of some kind. And in fairness, Pomp has done this. Uh, so, you know, even if YouTube wouldn't have reinstated him, that would have been, I'm sure, a problem, but he would have been able to get a lot of those same eyeballs and, and ears uh, through his other channels, uh, specifically through his email platform. So email, for instance, is a great one. That's where, obviously, when you're collecting emails over time, you have the ability, even if a single email provider, for whatever reason, and that doesn't generally happen, but if, if for whatever reason you weren't able to use a single email provider, you could just go over to another one, um, upload your email database, and you're ready to go. That's a great example. Uh, an RSS feed, and obviously I'm biased here, but a, a podcast where someone has subscribed to essentially a podcast for those of you who is an RSS feed, right? That's the medium, that's the channel um, that this information is being uh, communicated through. And that, again, you could be removed from a certain distribution platform like Apple or Spotify, uh, but your the RSS feed itself, where your subscribers are, as long as you upload it correctly and set it up, and that's why you should ask me if, if you if you if you have any questions on that, but you can they, that won't be removed. You'll be able to talk to your RSS feed to your channel, your audience over time. Uh, the other idea here is to do something with like a Discord or a Slack, um, specifically where you have the you know the opportunity to have an email opt in, or you have the ability to access their email. So this isn't a totally different than just building the email database, you know, singularly, but, um, you know, it's a more interactive platform. There's a lot of advantages to using something like that. And again, it's something where you can have those users say, yeah, I'm okay with my email being shared with the, with the creator here. And then you have that ability as well. So I'm not trying to be tinfoil hack guy, but I think this is an important note, especially for small business. Like, listen, if this happened to us, it would be a shame, but we have email with all of our customers and with a lot of you who are in the audience. If you, though, as a small business is, let's go back to our landscaping company. If you as the landscaping company have spent the money and the time over a year, year and a half, two years, 10 years, whatever, to build up an email list of even 10, 15,000 people, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, the rest of your channels go away and you're not able to communicate with them for whatever reason. Again, it just takes one person misunderstanding or not liking or whatever, what you have to say, then uh, that email list becomes a lifesaver. That becomes your lifeboat in terms of being able to continue to communicate with your audience. So it's Monday, gotta get our tinfoil hats a little bit, I guess, on this just happened last week, so it's, it's fresh on the mind and uh, just wanted to share it with you all. Be thinking about how you can insulate yourself from a similar type of outcome. And we'll see you back here tomorrow.